Do you want to go down to a 40-hour week without losing revenue? If you're ready to let go of all the extra hours, the stress, the overwhelm, and the clients who hijack your time, consider my signature program, Down to 40 Hours CPA Mastermind. In it, we'll get your accounting practice under control. We'll fix your pricing problems. I'll show you ways to price so you stop giving away the farm so you bring in more revenue for the work you're already doing. I'll help you disengage the clients who are good people but are holding your business back and slowing you down. I'll help you package up your services and design them so they're easy for your clients to understand and choose from while helping you simplify and standardize what you sell. And we'll focus on making your messaging more interesting and compelling so you attract more of the kinds of clients you want to work with and break out of the hodgepodge of referrals trap. We get your prices up, we get your workload down. We standardize, we simplify, we streamline. And we do this at a pace that feels doable, where you feel confident in every choice you make. Prices up, workload down. Registration is open now. We start Tuesday, May 7th. Come with us. Go to GeraldineCarter.com to find out more. Hello, and welcome to the Business Strategy for CPAs podcast, where I help you work less and make more. My name is Geraldine Carter. Recently, in episode 193, I introduced a tool called the model, which you can use to understand how your thoughts, feelings, and actions are creating your results. And you can also use the model to decide what you want your result to be, and then reverse engineer up the line to determine what actions you would need to take, the feelings you might need to have, and the thoughts you would choose to think deliberately in order to create your desired result. If you need an introduction to the tool that is called the model, or if you need a refresher, just go back and listen to episode 193, where I introduce the tool and talk all about it. In this episode, I want to actually give you some more examples, more specifically, so that you can see how thoughts inadvertently create our results and how our thoughts routinely show up in our results. And I want to do that with some specific examples around the thoughts that we have about our own prices. Last week on my email list, I talked about six different reasons that it is good for your clients when you raise your prices. Higher prices means clients get better results. There's greater perceived value. Clients expect it to be better, so you step up and you perform. You tend to attract clients who know how to be successful. Oftentimes, clients who pay more tend to be less needy. They already have a lot going on. They already understand and they know their business and their lives, and they tend to need less from you, the expert. And higher prices enable you to reduce your client load and your workload, thereby freeing up your time, thereby further enabling you to improve the quality of your service, improve your skill set, thereby increasing the amount of value that you provide, which is good for them and effectively what they want. Raising prices is good for your clients. It can be difficult to get your brain around this because we tend to want to offer the best price possible. But the best price possible, we assume that that's the lowest price possible. That's not always the best thing for your clients. But raising prices tends to elicit a lot of thoughts and a lot of fear-based thoughts. That's what I want to talk about. And that's what I want to use the model in this episode to illustrate. So, Some thoughts that a CPA might have when they're thinking about their pricing, 
Let me give you a few examples. And let me also precede this with pronouns. I use you, second person singular. If I use I so that it's not about you, then it's all about me, which I don't like. And if I use he and she so that it's grammatically correct, then it excludes half the people or more. And if I use they, then it's grammatically incorrect. And if I use we, then it sounds too royal. So I use you, but I don't want you to feel triggered. I'm just using it because it's easier to talk this way. So here are three sample thoughts that you might have when you want to raise your rates, but you can't quite yet. So you might think, they might say no. Or you might think, I've got to step up and deliver, I better perform. Or you might think, what if they don't think it's worth it? So I'll take each of these three thoughts one at a time and deconstruct how this might play out. So quick refresher here. The model is like this. Circumstance, thoughts, feelings, actions, results. I think of it like a pearl necklace with five pearls on a strand and they're all lined up. They're all connected to each other, but they're different nodes. Circumstance, thought, feeling, action, result. And remember that the circumstance is always neutral and it is always factual and verifiable, right? We want to separate it from (laughs) things that appear to be factual, but are in fact just opinions or thoughts about things. So let's take the example of a CPA who's been charging let's just say 1200 bucks for a business return and wants to raise their price to 2500 bucks a return because anything less than 2500 bucks is just not worth it to them to do it for that price so let me walk you through how you could plug this situation into the model to see how your thoughts might be showing up in your reality so we have a CPA whose effective hourly rate is, let's just say, 125 bucks an hour when they're doing returns at business returns at $1,200 a pop. And you, let's just say that's you, and you want to raise your price to 2,500 bucks for an 1120 or however that works. So your circumstance is you want to raise the price to $2,500 for a business return, Right? The circumstance is simply your desire to raise the price to 2500 bucks for a business return. And your thought might be, they might say no. Oh my God, what if they say no? They might say no. They're going to say no. That's way too high. They're going to say no. And when you have that thought, you might feel hesitant. And when you're hesitant, the actions that you might take might be like, hmm, I don't know. I need to think about that. I need to mull that over. I need to run that by some people. I need to sit with it. I need to wait. I need to look at what other CPAs are charging. I need to see if that's going to fly in this marketplace. Out of hesitation, the actions that you might take would be to basically sit on it. Think about it, mull it over. The actions that you might not take when you're hesitant are to decide to then put your prices on your price sheet, print out a bunch of new price sheets that you have at the front desk or on the wall or wherever that sits, and you might not put it on your website. So prospect comes in, says, hey, can you do my business return? And because you've been in they might say no and hesitant and thinking about it and mulling it over, your higher price of 2,500 bucks for a business return is not listed anywhere. So of course you can't quote it. And so they cannot say yes to your higher price because that higher price doesn't officially exist anywhere. So they are effectively saying no to your higher price. You didn't even give it to them. They can't say yes to it. They're basically saying no to the higher price. So now you think they might say no. And the effective result is that they have said no to your higher price. 
your thoughts show up in your results. Okay, so let's do another one. Same situation, you want to raise your price for business return to 2500 bucks because anything less than that is just not worth it to you. And you think to yourself, oh my gosh, 2500 bucks for a business return? I'm going to have to step up and deliver. Like, I better perform. If I'm going to charge that much money, I better make it good. Like It's got to be good. The service has got to be good. It's got to be dialed in. It's got to be tight. It's got to be smooth. I better perform. And when you demand of yourself that you better perform, in air quotes, you get a little panicky. You're like, oh God, like, ah, and your thoughts get scrambled because you're a little panicky that you have to perform. Perhaps the quality of your work isn't complete. It's a little bit rough at the edges. Maybe you don't think the process all the way through. You don't think about the experience for the client all the way through. You don't think about all the things that are going to make it worth $2,500 because your thoughts are panicky and you're demanding of yourself that you better perform. So guess what happens when you create a service out of a place of being panicky? and not thinking it through, then the quality of the service actually doesn't perform. When you demand of yourself that I better perform, the result is that you step up and you don't perform because you're in a place of being panicky about it. The quality is not as good. The delivery is not as good. So let me just take a little side tangent here to make this more real and concrete. Just imagine the downhill skier at the Olympics who's at the top of their run waiting in the flat platform area behind the little wand. And they have two things to do in that moment. Number one, stay warm. They're wearing a tiny little skin tight suit. And number two, stay calm because they're about to hurl themselves 80 miles an hour down a sheet of ice and make turns in exactly the right places. And that, to me, I mean, I like going fast downhill, but that sounds scary, right? And when I go fast downhill, when I get a little too fast beyond my comfort zone, I get panicky and that's not a good place to be, right? That skier's job, that downhill skier's job in that moment when they're in the start gate is to keep their head calm. Because if they get scared on their run, guess what they're going to do? They're going to seize up and they're not going to perform. If they're standing at the start gate thinking I better perform and getting all panicky, the little beep, beep, beep goes, and then they're panicky and they're tight, and their run will not be nearly as good. They've got to stay relaxed. They will perform better when they're relaxed. If you think to yourself, I better perform, and it will show up in your result that you will not perform. Your thoughts show up in your results. Okay, last one here. Let's just say the circumstance is the same deal. You want to raise your price on business returns to 2500 bucks because anything less than that and it's just not worth it to you. And you think to yourself, what will they think if I raise my prices? What if they don't think it's worth it? And you feel apprehensive with the thought, what if they don't think it's worth it? So then you find yourself in a discovery conversation And you hold back because you're feeling apprehensive and you reserve sharing what's really great about your service. You withhold what makes your service so much better than the CPA who is around the corner. Because you're apprehensive, you're holding back, you're reserving, you're withholding information about what makes your return worth $2,500. You don't step into, listen, I know my service is more expensive. Here's why it's worth it. You're going to be able to get a hold of me. We're going to, you're going to know exactly when your return is going to be done. You're going to have it exactly when we said you were going to have it. You're going to be able to get a hold of me with any questions that you might have in between. 
the service is going to be super smooth. You're never going to be left wondering and on and on and on, right? You're going to withhold what makes your service so much better and worth $2,500 compared to the CPA around the corner who's maybe still charging $900. And when you don't share, these are the actions that you don't take when you're feeling apprehensive in your discovery meeting. You don't share with them how your service is amazing and laying out all the way your service really is better than other CPAs. The result is that the prospect is going to wonder why the price is high and where the value is. They're going to wonder, is it worth it? Because you've just come from a place of apprehension, you don't show up confidently, and you won't convey that it's worth it when you're apprehensive. When you have the thought, what if they don't think it's worth it, and you show up apprehensive and you hold back, your prospect wonders, is this worth it? You wonder if it's worth it, and they wonder if it's worth it. They have the thought, is it worth it? They don't buy. They think the answer is no. They're apprehensive, just like you. And now you have a data point to prove to yourself, in air quotes, that it's not worth it. You wonder if it's worth it. You don't make it worth it. And then you prove to yourself and your prospect that it's not worth it. Your thoughts show up in your results. These are just three ways that I've shared with you what we can call unintentional models. You have about 60,000 thoughts a day, according to the scientists and the psychologists, and the vast majority of them are simply served up by your very human brain, which is simply doing its main job, which is to keep you alive. It wants to keep you alive, and it wants to keep you in the tribe, right? The brain is designed to keep you inside the tribe because for millennia, we were designed to live in community to survive, Your brain is designed to protect you from things that it fears are going to get you ejected from the community. So remember that your brain is just trying to help you. It thinks it's helping you. So it's going to serve up unintentional thoughts as it is designed to do. And in its view, it is keeping you safe from what it perceives as harm, i.e. rejection. Your brain is setting you up to exist inside unintentional models. We just did three of them here today, and soon I will walk you through intentional models so that you can consider what you might choose to think deliberately, intentionally, to create the results that you want to have, instead of thinking unintentionally and creating results that you don't want to have by accident. Your thoughts show up in your results. If you want more great content like this, make sure that you're subscribed to my podcast and make sure that you're on my email list where you'll get one tip a day on how to make your accounting firm easier and more profitable to run. You can subscribe to my email list at shethinksbigcoaching.com and the link is in the show notes. As always, there's more to come and that's it for now. Have a great week. Hi again. Would you rather spend your weekends outside playing or at your desk? In Down to 40 Hours CPA Mastermind, we put an end to overworking while maintaining revenue. Registration is open now, but it won't be for long. Go to GeraldineCarter.com now to enroll today.